welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of September 7th, 2016. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. So, uh, this week we have various news from the last couple weeks, and then we have two episodes of Combiner Wars, and last week's new episode of Adjectiveless Transformers. Uh, so, uh, to start with, uh, movie news roundup. Uh, we get some more Stanley Tucci, or Tucci, or Tucci. I don't know. Tucci. Pass the Tucci on the left hand side. <laughs> so that's that's kind of exciting because you know his his character tends to be one of the not more tolerable parts of the previous movies. Yeah, a little manic but entertaining. Yeah, uh, we've got pictures of Rodimus uh, in his vehicle form now. Uh, he's like a, a dark Lamborghini with some little like reddish orangey touches on the bottom uh i i can approve of the car mode but he needs to be just all bright orange and have flames on his hood slash chest yeah i mean honestly i i live in in a pretty decent sized city and i have never seen a lamborghini in person with colors that reasonable (laughs) (laughs) nobody who has that much color has that much taste yeah, yeah. Uh, generally, they're when I've seen them, they're like bright, like sky blue and other other very bright colors. Yeah, it'd be a perfect um, excuse to have him be entirely magenta. Yeah. Oh man, that would be great. That would make me so happy. But no, they they seem to have decided that some Lamborghinis should be reasonable colors. So. He is merely, I guess it looked more like a like a dark gray than exactly a black. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a kind of a smoky charcoal. I suppose it's acceptable. At least he's not another red car. Magenta would be okay, but yeah, we've been getting a lot of a lot of silvers, a lot of silvers in the movies. Uh, so uh, something about King Arthur being Liam Gallagher, like the the Oasis guy. Wait, it was Liam? The guy who played him in uh, Merlin. Okay. Isn't he from... <laughs> Probably not. But I'm just... Isn't that one of the guys from... Isn't that I'm... one of the, the guys Did from Oasis? Did I miss type oh. the name of the character when I was transcribing Wait. that? Maybe so. Oh. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, if it's... If it's the guy from Oasis, I'm going to be very amused. I'm almost certain. It, okay, yeah, I totally had a brain fart. Liam <laughs> Garrigan. Oh, okay. In my defense, they both have a double letter in roughly the same place in the word after G A. And, and how many people Liam. are named Liam in the world? Well, yeah, many of them in the UK. <laughs> he played King Arthur in the ABC series Once Upon a Time. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this is a crossover. No, it's 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 not a crossover. It's an adaptation of a Decepticon Raider in King Arthur's Court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can only hope. Oh, I would love that. That's they they need to at least reference that. Like how in, I think it was Dark of the Moon. They're just a scattering of of random G one references. One being when Megatron picks up the Lincoln statue and sits on the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> and, and there need to be some. I don't know, like Rumble showing up covered in bird crap. I don't know. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
adding to the credibility of the rumor, they have been shooting in England and Scotland recently, and there was that call going out for es- extras for, like, a King Arthur's army or something to that effect. Interesting. So is, like, Optimus going back in time, or is this a flashback, or dot, dot, dot? Good question. Go see the movie to find out. Who really knows? <laughs> I don't wanna. Reasonably thinking Okay, I'll go would... see it and tell you. <laughs> It's probably like the opening th- scene, like the dinosaurs were in the last one. Oh but man! Knowing where day, like someone, someone obviously thought that scene was really, really cool, and so later when they revised the script where that scene was no longer relevant, they decided to keep it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's classic Michael Bay being cheap. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean that in a he-doesn't-want-to-spend-money kind of way. I mean, if he spends money on something, damn it, he's going to use it kind of way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, there, there is a, a, say, a saying among writers that, that occasionally gets misinterpreted that, that's kill your darlings. And I think that scene was one of those things where, yeah. like, <laughs> it needs to not be in there, but he really liked it, so he kept it in there anyway. But needed, no. No need to be cut. Anyway, yeah. so there's there's our uh, our movie news roundup for the super exciting movie that like we may go see. I'll definitely go see it. But yeah, at some point, unless it's supposedly worse I, than everything else. I think I've mentioned before that that my editors uh, with my newspaper column really like it when I hate things. <laughs> so they they get might them really to pay for it. your ticket. It may be one of those that I actually bill them for, like uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Did they send you to Suicide Squad? <laughs> no, they they have not asked me to go see Suicide Squad, so that was good at least. Uh, and so, uh, toy news, uh, actually just breaking news, da, 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 <laughs> uh, breaking news, uh, there is, and, and this is... Uh, not confirmed, but we we have some good theorizing here. Uh, something that has shown up online is uh, what appears to be a color breakdown sheet of an RC toy based on the upcoming Rodimus toy. Yeah, which I I don't believe it because well, the main reason I don't believe it is because the head is is the Rodimus head. It's it's not a different RC head, hmm. but it, it just seems too good to be true. It it definitely works, and it does seem like a credible leaked artifact sheet, or leaked deco sheet. Why did I say artifact sheet? What the hell is wrong Because <laughs> World of Warcraft. Seem, yes, yeah. <laughs> it seems like a credible leaked deco sheet in that it does follow the same template as the previous deco sheets released, but it is on it is dated with a different release date and still has the same designer name, and doesn't have anything in the revision column, and is different poses than the previously leaked Rodimus Deco sheet. Yeah, the different poses is the only thing that might make it, it might be real. Yeah, I I think that's really the, uh, you know, the detail that most uh, makes it seem legitimate, is that the toy is actually in a different pose, and there's no way, like, someone would have had to build an entire CG model of the toy <laughs> and and put it there just to, you know, just to fake that. Uh, so, yeah, that's... It's entirely possible. So, that's interesting. So, we at least know uh, it that... It is a little odd. 
one person in the fandom will be very happy if it's true. <laughs> yes. Oh Hi, God, Don. yes, yeah, they would. <laughs> Did, didn't he actually? It didn't have Master Don ask a question at the last convention or something. And yeah. he said, yeah, yeah, he did. he'll be surprised or something like that. That They heavily yes, implied that he would finally get his headmaster RC. Yes, after... You think he'll be very happy? 20-some botcons of asking. So, Congratulations, yeah. Don. You're getting your headmaster RC. <laughs> Yay! Getting your holy grail. So, yeah, it's it's interesting that the head doesn't seem to be re-sculpted, uh, but... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's fine to have a, a female character who doesn't have lipstick for a change. Yeah. In my experience, that's not necessarily uncommon for uh, deco sheets for uh, retools either. Okay, so there may actually be a different head and it's just not on there? Yeah. Okay. The only problem is the most identifying well, feature of RC's head are the buns on the side, and you kind of can't do that on a headmaster. Well, he's... I mean, if you look at the toy as it is, I mean, Rodimus's ears are vaguely bun-like, but yeah. I mean, I guess you can do like little semi-circles there that, you know, start with a bun shape. Hmm. And then the rest is just shaped like a dude. I wonder if the uh, if the headmaster will be Daniel. <laughs> I'd laugh so much if it was. <laughs> well, I mean, that would be the the natural continuation there uh, so yeah that's pretty cool if it is true uh, other uh, other female transformer news uh, apparently Takara Tomi is doing some sort of redeco of Victorian that's going to be Decepticons yeah because in their little mini comics they they were having come out with the other to or were they online anyway they were putting out little mini comics and they had silhouettes of the the Victorian members in one of the last comics they had. But it was like, oh, are yeah, they actually going to release Yeah, like purple eyes, I think. Yeah. But they're completely, well, almost completely new redecos of toys. The the limbs, I think, they're very similar layouts, but there are some different colors. Like the, the two mm -hmm. uh, helicopters are actually like, have that weird camo sort of thingy. Or like alternates. Well, they, uh, so, uh, <laughs> Pyra Magna is Mega Empress. Who just is a Megatron colored pyromagna. Which looks fantastic. Uh, she does look pretty good. And then the other four, I've, I, I think my favorite nickname for them is the Royal Flush Gang. Uh, because <laughs> oh, they're yeah. Flow Spade, Luna Club, Moon Heart, and Trick Diamond. Uh, and yeah, they're each basically black with a, another color, uh, purple, pink, blue, and yellow. Uh, yeah, I mean, they look alright, uh, because of the way that the, uh, helicopters transform, uh, much like the, uh, actual Victorian release, they do have sort of this mottled coloring to them, uh, that I, maybe it is some sort of camo design, I don't know, uh, but, but yeah, so those are, those are a thing, uh, from what I've heard of them, they're just like, I don't know, girlfriends, well, and like it's half of them are like fangirls of an old Decepticon. Uh huh. Yeah, like Mega Empress was apparently built from the same parts that Megatron was built with, and has declared that Megatron is her boyfriend. <laughs> Megatron 
is not necessarily consenting to this. <laughs> I, I see. Also, in the olden days, yeah. Luna Club was a fan of Starscream, shadowing him like a stalker. Okay. Yeah, wait, and wasn't sure. one of them a fan of Sound? I mean, I Moonheart has unrequited, unrequited love for Soundwave, yeah. who she worked under as a medic. So I'm I'm Moonheart. guessing that these are all like uh nineteen ninety seven fan characters. <laughs> Basically. I'm pretty sure I saw all of them in a zine. Flow <laughs> Spade was a uh, ninja mercenary working for Shockwave who was sent to spy on the team and ended up being a turncoat and joining the team for real. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and Trick Diamond was there something to do with Swindle? It's a con artist. Yeah. Oh, so they're they're all Related to another. That's, that is kind of weird. I mean, she only has ties to Swindle in that her bio says she has ties to Swindle, the Quintessens, and maybe even Unicron. Basically, it it lists him as a a potential professional contact. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, at first glance, it's easy to look at this and say deceptive girlfriends, but I think they did more than that. Yeah. Like, there's, there's characterization going on that kind of make, like, even to the extent that it is 1997 fan character characterization, mm-hmm. they've got enough in there that it's like, oh, here's this story that you could tell, and this story, and this story, and this implies this backstory happened, and, like, there's meat there, even if it's kind of gamey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's some definitely some backgrounds, uh, and... Uh, I mean, I suppose if one's complaint with Victorian was that their colors were too uniform, this is definitely yes. not yeah. that. Yeah, because like, oh, I'm... like Victorian was designed as the colors, they all mesh together in combined mode, which is fine, but individually they're too samey. Whereas this, everything, majority color is black with a secondary color. It it, it just works all together in a combined mode. Yeah, it... It looks so good, I'm genuinely impressed with it. Yeah. Like, Mega Empress looks like big old silver and red, super Megatron-y in robot mode, and then in combiner mode, there's barely any silver, and... And there's hot pink. It works really well. Yeah. <laughs> hot pink from nowhere. Mm-hmm. And yes. then all the other ones, in their robot mode, they kind of read as more of their individual color with black as an accent. Like... It is kind of 50-50, but where the prominent colors are, it makes it read more as that color than black. And then in combined mode, the black is the heaviest color hit for each limb. So I'm genuinely impressed with how well this deco works compared to Victorian, where the color scheme just left me completely cold. Yeah. It is some colors. (laughs) I might have to get this if it's ever not, like, 200 Three hundred dollars to import. Yeah, I, well, well, depending upon shipping, we'll it's supposed to be. I think like, uh, oh, I forget how much in the end. Like one hundred and sixty bucks, maybe before shipping, which is going to be a pain. Uh, shipping these days. So, uh, other toy yes. news. Oh, <laughs> one last thing. Good job, Takara Tomi, on your spectacular black redeco. <laughs> Yay! Good job, A plus black redeco. Yes. They've been doing better about that. You're not feeding into the stereotype that that's the only thing you do at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, other toy news. Uh, Well, we've we've talked before about the Walgreens exclusive Brainstorm uh, and how maybe it's coming out at some point or not or 
England has it for some reason or uh so apparently at least one Walmart got a case of them. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't set, well didn't we figure out last time that it like it may not actually be a Walgreens exclusive. There was just the first person who had it was at Walgreens and was showing off other stuff and it was in the background. So we might have just assumed well, I'm pretty it was sure. exclusive. I mean, for for one thing, they only ship an entire case of a single character if it's an exclusive. Oh, oh uh, at least as yeah, far as I've ever seen. Uh, I think we have seen pictures of it with a Walgreens exclusive sticker. Oh, well, I missed that. I mean, I I realize most people probably don't wander into Walgreens as much as I do because they're on the way from my house to my coffee shop. Uh, but they do get a number of exclusive toys. Hmm. Uh, they, they've been getting a lot of Funko exclusives. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's not completely unreasonable. No, but. Maybe in this case, Walgreens exclusive means you can get it anywhere but Walgreens. <laughs> by, like, its distribution. It, it seems to be going in that direction. Yeah. Uh, though people who are looking for Brainstorm have reported that the other Titans return uh, wave two stuff. The wave two deluxes have been showing up. So maybe you you might not find a brainstorm, but you may find his only friend. <laughs> wah, wah, brainstorm. Uh, so <laughs> so someday someday those will actually show up at Walgreens. Uh, there is also a uh, pictures that have come out of Broadside, uh, who is pretty predictably uh, based on the Alpha Trion toy. Yeah, uh, as far as we can tell so far. Well, yeah, because when we saw Alpha Trion, he he turns from Alpha Trion to a wolf to a weird spaceship aircraft carrier, and it's like that's like half a step from Broadside, and and there's Broadside, <laughs> changed yep. like his chest and his arms, but the feet are the same, and some other things. Like it's more that's of a retool like how... than a lot of other things, but it's still mm-hmm. mostly Alpha Trion. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot like how Sentinel Prime is obviously going to be Astro Train. Astro Train. Yes. We we yeah. started to see that at, at this point, haven't we? I think yeah. so. Yeah, there, there have been pictures yeah. of it from some. No, um, we did a sample show up at like a Asian convention or something, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, we've we've seen pictures of Astro Train is coming. So we're getting pretty much yes, he... every triple changer except for Springer in the Voyager size. Titan Masters, which is neat. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he's a late wave new mold. Possibly, maybe. I mean, we already have a perfectly good Springer. Yeah, but we got one a while. Yeah, maybe that Springer was super good, and that was only a few years ago. Then again, we also had a perfectly good Brainstorm. So <laughs> true. <laughs> so who knows? It would be cool, but we'll see. Uh, and uh, also on the. Uh, Takaratomi side of things, uh, there are pictures of Masterpiece Grapple. Uh, he, I, I really like that he comes with a little support part for him to carry Masterpiece Red Alert. Oh wait, that is no, that's no, Inferno. That yeah. I guess Grapple doesn't come with that one. No, he comes he with a grabby claw and some things. Yes, gra- Grapple comes with a grabby claw. He should come, Grapple should come with a little accessory piece to support him holding a hoist. <laughs> Whenever they make a hoist, yes. Maybe if eventually they they make a masterpiece hoist, he can come with that piece for grapple, and then we can just have all of our G one <laughs> cartoon ships. <laughs> Seriously though, that episode with Inferno and Red Alert is so gay, and I can't stop. 
So, uh, comic news, just a little bit. Uh, so something about GB Blackrock, Cup, uh, Mayday from G.I. Joe, and Action Man getting an ongoing book. What? Yes, IDW's new series, Revolutionaries, premiering in December. So how does that tie in with uh, GB Blackrock currently being a robot fused into some sort of horrifying orb? Uh, apparently that will be a uh, major plot thread as GB Blackrock tries to unpack his identity after that revelation. Ah, uh, I mean, that that does seem like a pretty big deal, but yeah, he yeah. needs to, he needs to, to get out of, get out of that, that, that ball <laughs> of whatever he's been shoved into. So yeah, that's kind of cool that there's going to be, you know, someone from all this different stuff getting, getting their own team book. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. It seems like their intent is positioning this as the team up book, so while that's the kind of lineup for now. If it ever changes, it seems like they're going to try to keep balance of this is multi-property roundup. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's actually a I, neat idea. They could do, like, Marvel team-up and just have different team-ups all the time, and that that could be amazing. Oh, yeah, that'd be James fun. Barber, in an interview with Comic Book Resources, actually described it as Marvel team-up meets planetary when he nice. was pitching it. That would mean Sounds something good. if I ever read planetary. <laughs> Yeah. So right off the bat, we get the unusual crossover of Rom versus the October Guard from G.I. Joe. Huh. <laughs> oh, that wow. sounds great. That's interesting. That is interesting. So, yeah. yeah, this is the shared universe toy box. Let's play. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So, yeah, if it's an anthology book, that would be super cool. Oh, yeah. And I'm not just saying that because anthology books usually have rotating uh, creative teams. <laughs> <laughs> say someone could pitch something for. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Should we use that to segue into adjectiveless? Uh, yes. Uh, so, like I said, uh, we, we didn't miss a week, but David is feeling a good bit better now. Mostly better. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, we still have to catch up on the last issue of X Robots in Disguise, adjectiveless, plain old Transformers, Revolution Transformers. Uh, so this this issue had art by uh, David's favorite artist. Uh, well, it made it a faster read since I didn't really have to look at the pictures. <laughs> and uh, script as usual by John Barber. Uh, so and and the funny thing is that this issue is all the stuff that happened. Basically, this issue came and and. Uh, More Than Meets the Eye came out out of order. Because yes. this issue obviously takes place before the issue of More Than Meets the Eye that we just got a couple weeks ago. So this is where we see GB Blackrock turn into uh, Sovereign. Sentinel Hagrid basically comes up and says, You're a Transformer, Blackrock! <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a Titan Master, specifically. Pretty uh, much. Yeah. You're a Titan Master. And, uh... Yeah, so that happens, uh, and this is where Alpha Trion loses his head, and uh, this is where RC tells Prowl that stuff is going on with Sentinel Prime, hmm. and Prowl, I guess, rightly assumes then that, you know, if they're Titan Masters, they're probably going to go to Luna 1, where, you know, all the Titans' yeah. corpses are. And this issue is just uh, dealing with, with him and dealing with them fighting... Uh, Sentinel Prime's uh, unheaded body. Yeah, while Which is, Sentinel Prime's head is riding around on 
Alpha Trion's body after Alpha er, Sentinel Prime ripped off Alpha Trion's head while he was just a head. Yeah, it's it's like a more distressing version of uh, of animated Headmaster. Yeah, <laughs> he's just tearing off people's heads and then taking control of them. Except the heads aren't then like cartoonishly going about being grumpy about this. The heads are just being decapitated heads. Oh man, I forgot how much I loved that episode. Yeah. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. Uh so yeah, I I mean it it is Livio Raymondelli, but I thought his art was maybe not as muddy as usual. There, there was more color variety. There were like there were actually some panels that took place in the daylight. Some of them that had like a <laughs> Michael Bay sunset field. It's a little more variety, but it's still how he draws things I don't like, even if the coloring was better. It's been a week since I read it, and for some reason my brain is only remembering the Michael Bay sunset as the color <laughs> scheme for the entire issue. <laughs> Although, wait, we did have, like, blue and green with the deck housekeeping stuff of, oh, hey, Marissa Fairborn isn't in charge of Earth defense anymore because this Team of people called G.I. Joe exist now and yes. are retroactively have existed for a long time. <laughs> General Joe Colton has taken over now, uh, which is interesting. He's taken over the EDC now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a development. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a lot sort of being woven through with the whole subplot that's leading up to the crossover stuff. Uh, but, but the biggest stuff, so, so this is sort of interesting that it's like dual editorial edict storylines that on the one side you've got the revolution stuff and on the other side you've got the Titan Masters to sell toys stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it manages to work well enough. Yeah, I guess. Although a lot of this, well, we pretty much assumed when we read the other one, other than, hey, the Joes are here, here's Roadblock shooting at somebody, and uh, Prowl's an asshole at the end. Yeah. Yep, and at, yeah, at the end, RC calls Prowl, and he's an asshole. Yeah. The end. <laughs> my, my one criticism of this issue is the way it was released out of order. Mm-hmm. Like, when you got to More Than Meets the Eye, it definitely felt like something was missing, something was getting released out of order, something weird was going on. Mm. Yeah. But when you get to this, it seems like the amount of stuff that was missing to get to where More Than Meets the Eye was was maybe... Three pages? Yeah. Three or four. Yeah, and most of it could just be, you know, surmised by what you were given. I mean, we already knew that GB Blackrock had been revealed as a Cybertronian, so giving him an actual Cybertronian body wasn't a huge deal. Uh, And, you know, Prowl showing up. Prowl knows when to show up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was... Yeah, it wasn't a whole lot of stuff that you needed to know to tie into it, which I suppose is good because they came out out of order. Yeah. Uh, so, so yes, that's. I I do wonder if GB Blackrock is going to be in this revolutionaries thing. If he's like gonna gonna go back to looking like people, or. <laughs> well, also wait, isn't his name? Didn't Sentinel call him Sovereign? Garrison Blackrock. Oh, it's Sovereign, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is which the, is name, the of, name of the uh, headmaster for the toy. Yes. Yeah, or Titan Master. The, the Alpha, isn't that Alpha Trion's head's name? Yes. Oh, wait, yeah. So, yeah, huh. so it's... Which explains why he's that lovely shade of magenta. Yeah. Yep. 
I assume he'll have a hollow matter avatar of his human self that he wears over his Cybertronian self most of the time. Oh, yeah, they could just do that. That's probably a good idea for him to do that. <laughs> Not freak people out too much. Alright, so shall shall we move on to Combiner Wars? Sure. Uh, yeah, let's explore this madness. Yeah, we should at least <laughs> talk about it. So, yeah, we, we have two episodes. Uh, there were some combiners in in a couple of them. Oh, yeah. Of them. More combiners in, than In the first one, we got the uh, Cybertronian Leadership Council of Starscream Rodimus, which my autocorrect has turned into Radius, and the Mistress of Flame, looking at Computron's Corpsetron. <laughs> Yay! Man! Man! The Technobots, they never get mm. enough love. You should just give them all to me. Just give them yep. to me. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's that. And then also Devastator ends up showing up. And, uh, oh, yeah. After and a fight sequence, up. Devastator just randomly pops out of the ground and rips a limb off of Rodimus. Yeah. yeah. End episode. Yeah, that's uh, that was a cliffhanger. Uh, but it's... I, I feel like... The the only real redeeming quality this series has had so far is salty Megatron. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. The the only good part of this series is Megatron and the zero level of fucks he gives. He is he is out of them. He he has run <laughs> out of them long ago. Uh, but yeah, he's just he's so good. He's so snarky and and it's funny because that's not really how I think of that that Megatron in general. Or you think of any uh, Megatron but, other than, like, Beast Wars Megatron, but th- I really like this sassy Megatron. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Sassy I love Megatron this plan. In no way will it end in bloodshed or tears. <laughs> <laughs> he he might be the one redeeming thing about this entire thing. Just Megatron being sassy at Optimus yeah. Prime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, no killing. But, Fine, but I'm still killing Starscream. No killing Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like he's gonna stop him. I I will yeah. note that uh, Starscream seemed pretty unscathed for taking a, a shot directly from the fusion cannon. Yeah, it was a grazing shot, but still, yeah. I guess. So and yeah, what? Right until the end of the second of the two episodes that we watched, Starscream seemed. To continue his pattern of being uncharacteristically calm and cool and not backstabby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he nice. made, what do they call that in wrestling? Heel a turn? heel turn. Yep. <laughs> there you go. He he made a heel turn at the end of the second episode. So I guess that makes up for our talk about him being insufficiently Starscream previously. Yeah. It was me, Megatron. Uh, he, it was he, me all along. <laughs> <laughs> Starscream <laughs> is the Howard Power. Higher power. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that, I guess that was good because then at least he's not, you know, just continuing to be inexplicably hugely out of character. Yeah. Mm, kind of. Uh, so. And we continue to have the problems of, like, the low frame rate shit and some weird cinematography. And I the think in the second episode, oh, the, the mouth, mouth flaps. flaps are st- Stunningly bad in a way I think they've kind of shot around in the previous episodes, but now, no. It's just yeah, there was more close-ups. Right in your face how bad it is. 
Yeah, that episode, there was a lot of just talking directly to the camera. Yeah. yeah. Even with the shoot, trying, Megatron and Optimus trying to shoot at Starscream and Rodimus, it, there was a lot of talking and a lot of weirdness. Oh, and last week, there was like one line that I have no idea who says what. Somebody says something to, I think, Windblade, but I don't know who the hell was talking. It was some voice off camera. And then the guns went crazy. What was that? Oh, oh I, I assumed that was Metroplex. Though that then made oh. me question whether Metroplex was in charge of the guns, and that's what was being implied. But hey? Oh, the, if that they, was supposed to be implied, that, to have... I completely missed that. It was just like a random line of oh, yeah, dialogue from nobody. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it was. I, I mean, I, I, I interpreted that as that Windblade was... getting like a uh, mystical vision voice in her head kind of thing. I in, I just specifically assumed... in my notes to further riff on the whole Starscream heel turn. Windblade hears voices in her head. They counsel her, they understand, they talk to her. <laughs> it's just, oh. if there was like some visual cue, like, like in the comic, like when Metroplex is talking, there's the weird glyphs. Something, anything that might have implied that was Metroplex, cause yeah. I'm not even sure what the hell that was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, I, they actually mentioned her being a city speaker again in this episode, yeah. uh, but, they don't uh, yeah. actually seem to know what being a city speaker means. It's just kind of like they were handed her file card and like her specialization was listed as city speakers and they were like, oh, we'll use that as a pronoun for her. <laughs> I mean, it's it's entirely possible that I am giving them too much credit, mm. uh, but my assumption is that that was Metroplex. Oh, okay. A lot of dull surprise in these episodes, too. Yeah, well, Rodimus, those, no. Yeah, those models his arm they have aren't capable fine. of a whole lot else. Yeah. Well, no, I mean in the voice acting, too. Ah, uh, yeah. I well, we've already, that. we've ragged on the voice acting a bit before. It's not yeah. great. It's not the worst in the world, but, like, in the, the episode six in particular, it seemed, at the beginning, to be particularly bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Starscream's okay. We like Megatron. Everybody else is just kind of there. Yeah. So it was, it was the thing. It was definitely an episode. It was two episodes that happened. Uh, at oh, the end, can we I talk actually... about the Mistress of Flame? Oh, for go for it. Question. Absolutely. Okay. Now, her voice. It sounds like, like, when she's talking, I feel like I'm at the beach. Because the vocal <laughs> flange effect they're using sounds like either, like, you're talking into, like, a uh, bucket that you'd use to mold a sandcastle <laughs> or talking through a snorkel. Ha uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I can, like, I, I can, can smell that. salt every time she talks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I really like her design, but honestly, her presence feels a little like the inclusion of the... Uh, enigma of combination as a whole in that it was just sort of, you know, something that they needed to check off a, a box saying that this character is in yeah. this. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, she does stuff, but, I mean, even in the comics, she's only got so much characterization. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's not necessarily, you would think, oh, yeah, that's a character who, who is really well fleshed out and who I would enjoy seeing in this thing. To be fair, they do give her one character trait, which is, in the face of a conflict, 
her reaction is escalate, escalate, escalate. Yeah, it's a, I, I was afraid she was going to be the one to get the combination of uh, the enigma of combination, and she would be the big bad because they were kind of mm-hmm. pushing her in that direction. Because like Rodimus is well, Starscream was the, playing the good guy; she was playing the bad cop, and Rodimus was somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle until Starscream flipped them. <laughs> Rodimus yep. should never be in the middle. <laughs> That doesn't suit him at all. He's got to be extreme in some way or another. Oh god, I just I just realized something horrible rating wise. Mm-hmm. Oh no, what? Was there a feminism? Like, no, it wasn't. No. no, that would not be something I would call out as a negative rating wise. <laughs> the <laughs> devastator appearance at the end of episode five and beginning of episode six. Mm-hmm. He seems to have zero motivation to be doing anything other than rah angry combiner. <laughs> Yeah. The, yeah. the only plot reason to justify him showing up is injuring Rodimus, so Rodimus can't be the one who uses the Enigma of Combination, so Starscream can be. Which uh-huh. totally also, once you notice that, cuts the legs out from under Megatron, revealing that, oh, this has been Starscream's plan all along, we were just rubes, he's a genius. No, he's not. He, If Devastator hadn't shown up, he would have failed. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. But uh, I I will note that Devastator does say something, and and it sort of it doesn't help that the enigma of combination in this is written very very enigmatically, and that you don't they don't really explain what it is or what it does. It has something to do with combiners, but can, does it make them? Does it control them? Uh, and they don't even seem to be sure in universe what it does. Yeah, mm. and they seem to be suggesting that. I mean, obviously, you showing here, you they can it can use it to control it for a certain extent. Uh, but Devastator did say some line that, of course, makes we we've discussed before my uh, my particular feelings about writing combiners, uh, and he says something about like. Making him, you know, not making him separate. And that's not the word he uses. The word he uses is a lot more, like, personal. Yeah, it was like, Uh, uh, separate us into our limbs. It was, oh, and there was something about, like, uh, you will, there will be no masters anymore mm -hmm. of the combiners. It, It was, that was kind of an interesting idea that, like, combiners were being forced to separate by other robots to make them lesser than they are. That's kind mm-hmm. of a neat idea, yeah, something but about it doesn't how you're go anywhere. Scared of us. Yeah. Yeah. And and it also makes me sad because I prefer combiners as, you know, individuals who are yeah. merging to make this sort of, you know, they're they're fusions. <laughs> they're gem fusions. Uh and and some oh, yeah. of them work better. Anybody than listening to this who's not watching Steven Universe, go watch Steven Universe. Like not right this second, but if it's not on your watch list, it should be on your watch list. Yes. And so, of course, the idea of them as completely distinct individuals who do not exist except in this combined form is weird. I don't like it. No, I took it more is that they enjoyed being combined. It was like, well, maybe not peaceful or something, but it completed them. And they hated mm-hmm. being yeah, separated. Yeah, if you want to go in that direction, they're Garnet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some of them are. <laughs> Garnet the Devastator. <laughs> yeah. 
Some of them are Garnet, some of them are Malachite. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was trying to remember that one. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it sort of implies some stuff. I mean, I realize with five minute episodes, they can't go too deep into stuff. Uh, I continue wishing that Windblade was not just, you know, deadly assassin Windblade. Yeah, it would be nice if Windblade was not Simon Furman era RC. Yeah. Minus the crappy gender politics stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Oh, one more thing about Mistress of Flame. Yes. Hmm? Her staff. Uh, dunk. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> just making pronouncements and thumping it on the ground. That's pretty good. It, it is the most pathetic noise, too. Yeah, it's a yeah. giant metal hammer. Admittedly, she's not smacking the hammer end on something. It's it's the staff end, but all, it's just a little doink. It's just has no presence Dunk. at all. Aw, well, Splicey, you know. splicey. <laughs> I mean, but, but yeah, Starscream survives the fusion cannon seemingly unscathed. Rodimus yep. gets an arm torn off so that he can't use the Enigma of Combination. Uh, and then Starscream uses it to make zombie Computron and zombie Menasaur, apparently. And, like, takes over Victorian and Devastator. And oh yeah, Victorian Wait, shows Victor- up. We haven't mentioned Victorian once until now. Yeah, <laughs> she uh, she just shows up and she shows she up to fight Devastator. Devastator after Optimus and Megatron and Windblade fought Devastator. Yes. Yeah, and then she ends up being a combined leg of what will be Superstar Scream. I guess. <laughs> Why well, is yeah, Starscream is just a, a brave Star combiner, Scream. isn't he? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Man. I do kind of like the idea of combiners being used as limbs for a bigger combiner. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work it out. A but idea. It's amusing. Yeah. It's going to fall apart all over the place. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be pieces everywhere. Yeah. Limbs all over the floor. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's combiner wars. Yeah. Yep. I guess join us again next week for more Combiner Wars. Something. <laughs> we'll come up with something. Maybe we'll talk about more toys. Uh, I, I, yeah, we'll have more, hopefully more toy talk. Maybe I can find a Chrome Dome by then. I finally have uh, an Impactor toy. Well, there finally is an yay. Impactor toy. He's nicely colored. Which one? The club one. Who's, oh, he, okay. He's a redeco yeah. of uh, Rook, the best Combiner limb. Well, there was that one uh, that they did with the uh, the Combaticons, the War for Cybertron Combaticons. Oh, right. Yeah, but that was that onslaught was... torso isn't exactly the best body. No, it was it was a good impactor head. Yeah, that's that's the best I can say for that toy. Is it had a real good impactor head. Uh, so yeah, I don't know even that those uh, those got very widely distributed. But that was a thing, the the pre-Combiner Wars combiner. Uh, Next week, uh, I believe we will be fresh off watching Rebirth for Stasis Pod. Uh, So we will be all up to speed on on our Headmaster RCs. Uh, And so uh, otherwise, I guess that is it for this week. Uh, So join us next week for all of that stuff. And until then, uh, this has been Jen. And Alex. And David. Good night. I always want to say good night at the end.
Iacon Underground Radio is the flagship podcast of the Iacon Underground Radio Network. We are hosted online at iaconunderground.net, where you can view links and photos relevant to whatever we've talked about today. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at IaconUG and on Facebook as Iacon Underground Radio and on Tumblr as Iacon Underground. Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> now it has passed. <laughs> and David can have that recorded for outtakes. <laughs> All right. Take one more drink of my water. <clears throat> Clear my throat. Hello, and welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of September 6th. It's not September 6th. That's today. It's September 7th. Okay. I'm starting it over again. <laughs>